with creators, like you, your strategy is eliminating the, the room to feel that lack of energy and not be motivated. It's what topics make you excited. Like we make your strategy around you. So then if you have certain topics that you're so excited to talk about or create, then you won't as much, you won't feel that resistance and that, you know, feeling of you have no motivation as much. So like always and always changing things and making it fun and making it easy and all of that is such a good strategy. I think that people, do, they don't, uh, they always are like post this many times and they go the posting, but not the topics and the branding and the energy. Welcome to the High Vibe Podcast, a show created for those who want to go deep on topics such as entrepreneurship, personal growth, social media, wellness, and everything in between. I'm your host, Tori Nishino, retired corporate girl turned full-time online influencer and entrepreneur. There's no gatekeeping here, just real and raw conversations that are meant to raise your vibe and elevate your life. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome, Tess, to the High Vibe Podcast. I am so freaking excited to have you on. For those of you that don't know, Tess Barclays is the founder of Busy Blooming. She's a content creator on TikTok and has six plus years in marketing at big four firms, tech startups, and influencer marketing. She also works with creators and brands every day to create content strategies and branding. And I am so excited to have you on the show. I actually found you through TikTok and you started creating content specifically for content creators, like helping them with their strategies and energy. And you were saying things that really isn't like the common theme, you know, like a lot of people have like post five times a day and all of this stuff. And you are like really in your own lane with your energy and the vibe and the message that you're sharing with content creators. And you were like speaking my language and I just vibed with you right away. And I was like, I got to have you on the podcast. <laughs> so I would love to hear your story test for everyone tuning in. Like how I know you're relatively young too. Like you're, you're mid twenties, right? Yes. I'm turning 27 in November. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're still, oh my gosh, you're still so young. So, and you've done so much and you have so much experience and you, and you have so much wisdom. So I would love to hear your story, just like how you, you know, from the corporate world to now running your own company and your own business, busy blooming, like how did it all start? Take us down the journey. Yes. Well, thank you for all of that. And thank you for having me on the show. I'm so honored to be here. I love your show. I love your content. I lo Also, the neon sign behind you is just so beautiful and iconic. It's just a whole vibe. I love it. Um, it's the high vibes. It's the high vibes. Yeah. You yeah. love, love it. Um, yeah. Well, hi, everybody. My name's Tess. Um, yeah. I, like you said, I'm a big marketing girly. I came from the corporate world. I have, if you're watching on YouTube, I have my corporate girly sweater on today. So cute. Um, but yeah, I, I've always been such an... Uh, I've admired entrepreneurs for so long and people who run their own businesses and content creators. And yeah, so I started the corporate world. Um, I graduated from University of Toronto and I went right into corporate world, right into the big four. And um, if you guys don't know what that is, it's basically just like these big accounting consulting firms. And um, they're known, I think they're notorious for being quite like competitive and a little bit intense. And mm -hmm. I really, really wanted to work at one when I graduated. It was like a huge goal of mine. And so anyways, I jumped right into it. I was lucky enough to get a position um, and I started marketing. So I worked in the corporate world for about five years doing, I started the big four and then I left the big four. I went to tech startups. I went to other types of companies. I just wanted to try everything when I was in post-grad because it's just so hard to know 
what to do. And then you think you know what you don't want to do. And then you get into that job and then you don't like it anymore, which is the most <laughs> terrifying feeling in the world. Cause you're like everything I've ever wanted. I don't want what am I yes. doing? <laughs> um, so yeah, anyways, I was big into the corporate world all throughout my early 20s. And about a few years in, I started vlogging on YouTube. I thought, you know, I always see these girls vlogging on YouTube. It's so cool. And I want to try doing that. And I did YouTube when I was in high school. I did like the beauty guru era went in like 2012, 2010. <laughs> um, so anyways, I'm like, you know, let's boot up the old YouTube channel. So I started vlogging my nine to five life and all the struggles that came with it, like making friends in post-grad and incorporate anxiety and just your identity. You have to like rebrand your entire identity, I feel like, in your post-grad years. And so I thought, you know what? A lot of the girls that follow me on my YouTube channel are in the exact same spot. And let's start a Facebook group where we can all just talk about like our toxic bosses or coworkers or all these different things going on. So I wanted to call the Facebook group Busy Blooming. I'm like, let's have a separate cute name. And so I thought Busy Blooming, you know, we're all busy blooming into our careers and into our goals. So I started this Facebook group and then it took off. It went really well. And everyone was so fun. Every day people would be like, good morning, everybody. And it was a really fun um, community called Busy Blooming. And then in June, so it was just a Facebook group for a couple of years. And then wow. almost one year ago today, so June 15th, I thought, you know, this could actually be a business and we could really take this and, and grow it. So flash forward to today, uh, Busy Blooming is a full-time company. I have a team of five at Busy Blooming um, and we help, our whole ambition is to help empower women to build their dream career, business, and content. And so we're for the corporate girlies, entrepreneurs, and content creators. We have a monthly membership. We have a podcast. We have courses. I have a course myself, Content Creator Starter Pack. Um, we're hiring more coaches very soon, but we have a lot of like free resources, resume templates, tons of stuff to help women build their career. And we always have a community. Wow. That is amazing. I love how you just came up with the name and then you're like, let's turn this into a company. That is mm -hmm. the coolest story ever. And I, I would love to hear. I want to know. Sure. So because you were in the corporate world, you were working at mm -hmm. tech startups, you were in influencer marketing. And then all of a sudden, I'm guessing you're bu building Busy Blooming on the side yes. like while you're turning it into the company. Yes. And I know that grind. Like yes. when you're building something on the side, it is, it's a grind. It's a, it's, it is. It's a lot of work. <laughs> you're working your full-time job and then you're also trying to build something that's going to sustain itself. So how long did that transition take? Like how long were you working on it as a side hustle? When did you decide to take the leap? When did you realize that you were ready to do it? Or I mean, I don't know. I, I never felt ready to do no. it. Sometimes <laughs> you just got to jump. But like ready is definitely like, it's a false, it's definitely not true. Like you're never going to feel ready. But like, when did you decide to take the leap at like how far along in that career have you been doing that? You know? Yeah. So I was, I started the the Busy Bling Facebook group in November of 2020. So it was the day after my 24th birthday, I think. Um, so I was working at a tech startup in marketing. And then, yeah, I started that um, Facebook group. And then, so from, but throughout, even before that, I was still doing YouTube on the side. I've always, like about a year into my corporate career, always had like a YouTube channel or Instagram or something. Um, so I definitely know the side hustle grind very well. And it is so much harder than people say, I think. There's this weird thing around success too, because I think in order to be successful, sometimes online or as an entrepreneur, you have this impression persona management you have to kind of uphold of always being so um, have it all together and in a good mood and all these things. So people follow you and trust your business, but then you, it's not, you can't really be, you know, you feel like you can't come online and say, oh, I'm struggling because you don't want to seem like the business is struggling or anyways, it's a very psychological mess. Um, yes. I would say yes. being a side hustle and any, even as a full-time entrepreneur, it's actually even worse, the whole thing. So 
anyways, it's very difficult. But yeah, so basically for the about three years of my corporate career, I was balancing both. Um, and then to answer a question of when to quit, I think, like you said, you're never ready. You just have Mm-mm. to decide that it's time. Um, for me, I'm, I was always very cautious. Of, of course, like rent and, and you know, you have bills to pay. Bills, yeah. Bills, life to pay for. So I decided to quit my nine to five job to take a part-time consulting contract mm. at a beauty brand. So I'd hire influencers. I did all our influencer marketing at this beauty brand. I did that for a whole year. Um, kind of doing both part-time and then I just went full-time um at, on, on January of this year okay I love that so you like freed your, your schedule up a little bit yes by yeah. working part-time while you're still building up your own business yes you know I and I don't think that there's necessarily a right strategy for anyone no. it's like how much risk are you comfortable taking yeah you need to have like I built up a savings plan before I mm-hmm. I took my leap and I my wasn't quite matching my income but I was like I'm, I'm gonna go all in <laughs> like I need to jump because yeah. there's only so many like hours in the day that you can work on that business. So yeah. congratulations Thank on you. being a full-time <laughs> entrepreneur. Like that's so freaking exciting. And I love that your your mission is really empowering and educating women mm-hmm. to kind of take life into their own hands, whether in the, they're in the corporate world or they want to be entrepreneurs or creators, like you're really empowering them. And we need more women yes. empowering other women yes. and like not gatekeeping the knowledge mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. So when it comes to influencer marketing, I want to yeah. dive into this topic sure. because it's something that I am, I get so many questions on yes. all of the time. And there's a lot of different strategies and a lot mm-hmm. of different information out there. And mm-hmm. you were one of the few people where I was like, I totally resonate <laughs> with your take on just content creation and consistency with energy and mm-hmm, showing up mm-hmm. and following what makes you happy and yeah. joyful and not because it's like trendy or you feel like you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And I love like when you show up, when you just have on the green screen and you oh, just have like this little <laughs> cute background behind you. Pinterest and- green screen, biggest hack ever. <laughs> oh my God. I- and I'm, I'm like, hooked. I'm like, you're just doing you. So I want to hear your take really just like your mm-hmm. whole experience with influencer marketing on your side. Like, you know, I know you've built up your TikTok, you have YouTube following podcasts. Like how has that been as far as content creation? I know you've had more of a shift into like entrepreneurship and coaching and mentoring. Mm -hmm. And then I want to get into the other side because you worked for a brand, you know? So let's start with you first. Sure. Yeah. I think one of the best pieces of advice I have internalized and also share is from Jay Shetty. I love him. I love and him. he gives this piece of advice of you have to open every door and let them close naturally because they will. And I think that's the best piece of advice with content creation because there's so many platforms to choose from and it can be so overwhelming. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, there's new ones happening. Like it's just, there's a lot, it could be very overwhelming. And so I think that's a good piece of advice. I will just say right off the bat, like try everything and the things that are aren't working, let them not work. Um, and I, that was a hard lesson for me to learn because yeah, I wanted it's to a be, good one. Yeah, it's a good one. And it's hard <laughs> to actually do because there's always this feeling of, but I just posted on my Instagram to all my high school friends and my family think I'm starting a YouTube channel and now I'm not going to do TikTok. And I think that's a whole other level of just people's opinions. And it's really, really hard. That's one of the biggest barriers. I think a lot of us have to break through to be mm-hmm. in, in this world. Um, and we could talk about that too. But yeah. yeah, so I really wanted to be a YouTuber, like going back to those corporate days. I'm like, I'm going to be like the Brooke Michio's corporate vlogger of the world. Um, And it actually wasn't 
growing that fast. So I thought, you know what? I'm just, I don't care. I'm just going to keep pushing and posting my Monday, Friday. I'm going to just grind and hustle. And I felt so much resistance when I would Mm. film and vlog and all these things, because of course, balancing a full-time job and all these things, but I just didn't care. I just, I'm like, these are the moments where you will be successful. Like the harder you push, the more difficult it is. Like that's what success comes from. Corporate mindset. (laughs) Yes. It's this hustle culture of, you know, Mm -hmm. if you hustle, success always arrives. And I've worked too hard for this not to be successful. That narrative I think is so scary (laughs) and it's, and it's so, ingrained it's not even our fault it's it's what's told and so anyways um i started on tiktok eventually um about a year and a bit ago and i thought you know what i'm just gonna try out tiktok i'm have thirty thousand followers on youtube which you know i'm like oh i just don't want to restart at the time i'm like this has taken me forever to build but i started on tiktok and again it just like grew so fast um so yeah that's a lesson to learn is just let doors close, let other ones open. And anyway, so I started posting on TikTok um, and I started sharing my corporate experience. So I started sharing about how to ask for a raise, how to negotiate your salary, corporate anxiety. And I felt so free to post because I wasn't in a corporate job anymore. So I could just be so unfiltered. Um, so anyways, I started posting about that. And then I started seeing all of this content, creation tips and advice content get fueled to my feed. And I thought, wow, like there's such a bigger message that no one is talking about on social media about content. And it's so much deeper than, it's so much more than hashtags and trending sounds. It's so, I think one of the most empowering things for women and for anybody is you are the secret to your content. Like what makes you, you, what you find fun, what you find interesting, like that is way more empowering than saying use these five hashtags. So that's what I really started posting about. And um, yeah. That's it. <laughs> I love that. And, I, and I'm a huge believer. I used to believe in the hustle culture. Like Same. the harder I work, the more I get. And I remember, I don't know if you're familiar with Gabby Bernstein, yes. but I remember listening to her book and I, it was not the universe has your back. It was the mm. one right after that, like a uh, super chapter. Mm. And I was listening to her book and it was all about joy and like mm. having joy and having fun and like play is productive and not like, and like really unsubscribing from that hustle culture. And I was not ready. This was years ago. I was not ready to receive that message because I was like, what do you mean? Like I outwork everyone. That's how I'm going to get ahead. That's how I'm going to succeed is outworking, not by having fun. Like, and and it, and like, that was like my whole mindset. And, Mm -hmm. and I, I was a pusher. Like I was continuing to push and work and work and work and things wouldn't work out. But I was like, I put so much work in, I'm going to make it work out instead of accepting that that door is shutting. And it's just showing me that that's not the path. Like the path of least resistance is actually the path. Yes. And I remember when I started getting into like dance, that that was something that I did just for fun. Mm -hmm. I had no intention of monetizing my social media at all. I was just sharing my journey. I was just having fun. And that energy, I think, really translated online to other people. Like they could truly feel my joy and my passion. Yes. And things just started to take off and like blow up. And I wasn't trying to be an influencer. Like I yes. never imagined when COVID hit, this is like mm-hmm. my whole story. I never imagined that I would end up here. Right. And it was because I was just having fun and following my joy. And when I decided to become a full-time you know, content creator, it was just something that really excited me excited mm-hmm. me. It made mm-hmm. me, it lit me up. It got me energized. It made me want to show up. And so that was, I trusted the process. Even if I didn't know how it was going to work out, I was like, this is what excites me right now. And yeah. I'm going to go after it. And I think that a lot of content creators think they have that pusher, that hustle culture yes. mentality. And I love what you said, like 
open all the doors Mm -hmm. and let them close naturally. Mm -hmm. And you'll start to know and you'll start to trust like following what really excites you, even if it doesn't make sense. It's it. You don't need to know the big picture, but just like trusting the process that it's all going to work out if you're having fun and you're in your joy. And so I would love to hear your take because you say it so much better than me about (laughs) consistency. Because you right. hear this on TikTok all the time, like yes. you got to post five times a day and all this <laughs> stuff. And I want, I want to hear your whole message on that because I think it's so true for so many people to hear. Sure. Yeah. Consistency is like the number one piece of advice I think people always say. And I think it's true. I don't think consistency is like the worst advice ever to post all the time. I think it's there's a merit to that advice. However, I think with the world that we live in of hustle culture, it can it can turn into this toxic relationship we have with content creation. And this is with anything really. Um, so yeah, I I personally view consistency as it's not how many times you post on social media it's that your audience consistently feels the same way every time they watch your content and that's what your brand is your brand isn't what you talk about it's how you talk about the things that you talk about and it's how your audience feels when they watch your content and so this has been something i've really internalized on social media like if I, if we have emotion, we're emotional human beings. And so again, this advice of being consistent, it, it, it takes out the emotional side of this industry. And I think it works in other industries, but with content creation, we have to be so aware of our emotions and actually lean into them and push through them, not push them down with content. And I think, um, so if you're, you kind of off one week or you're having, you're going through something personal, it's a, you don't, have to post because you consistently want that same energy consistently want your audience to feel whatever your why that you're trying to accomplish is so it kind of relieves this pressure of like okay i have to post all the time it's like no i'm gonna post but i have that consistent energy that i'm trying to achieve for my audience i love that and this doesn't mean like never post and only post no you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. that's not what she's saying but i i totally understand it because i put that pressure on myself too mm-hmm. i'm like i need to post five shorts a month like one podcast a week a yeah. youtube video every- and then I like constantly put this pressure on myself. In some weeks, I'm just like, I'm on my period and I'm just yes. like, not in it, <laughs> you know? Yes. And my boyfriend's like, the only person that is putting these deadlines on your- yourself is you. It's totally. not like, you know what I mean? And I, I constantly put that pressure on me and it's unnecessary. Yes. And I noticed that those days that like I try and show up and I'm just not in it, like it's not as good content. And so I've learned to have grace with Mm -hmm, myself mm -hmm. and saying, okay, like today is just like not the day for content. Maybe I'm going to sit back. I'm going to do editing and admin work and all that stuff. Because when you show up behind the camera, it's, it's an energy thing. You know, it's how you show up. It's how you convey your message. And it's so important to be in that. And I know that there are, it's not always ideal like there's times that you have to show up and you don't Mm -hmm. have a choice. Like you have a meeting or whatever and you have to show up. And so that's where I've been practicing the intentionality of like refocusing my energy and like getting myself hyped up. Even if I'm not like, you know, really feeling it, like how can I get myself hyped up? How can I make myself feel grateful in this moment? How can I get my energy up so I can show up even if it's just for these 10 minutes or this hour or whatever the case may be. So I've been playing with that, but I think relieving the pressure of having, having, to post Mm -hmm, five times mm -hmm. a day and figuring out, you know, obviously you need a little, you need to show up. You can't just like post and ghost and then never show up for the rest of the year. But like (laughs) finding a schedule that works for you and making your energy the most important part of how you show up, I think is so, so important. Yes. I love everything you said. I think too, strategy is what I try, what I, even with brands was what I do is you, with creators, like you, your strategy is eliminating 
the t- the room to feel that lack of energy and not being motivated. It's what topics make you excited. It's like we make your strategy around you. So then if you have certain topics that you're so excited to talk about or create, then you won't as much, you won't feel that resistance and that, you know, feeling of you have no motivation as much. So like always and always changing things and making it fun and making it easy and all of that is such a good strategy. I think that people, do, they don't, uh, they always are like post this many times and they go the posting, but not the topics and the branding and the energy. That's so true. And I remember when there was this whole like get ready with me era because yeah. of Alex <laughs> Earl, right? Like, and, yeah. and, and I remember I would see all these people that like I know really aren't even into makeup and now they're doing get ready with me because they think that's the good thing <laughs> yeah. that makes them go viral. And I was like, I hate doing my makeup. Like, and yeah. I, there's like, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to do a get ready with me. Yeah. But I even remember thinking like, oh, should I be doing that? Because everyone else is, is doing that. Right. And I saw one of your videos where you were like, I'm putting up a green screen and I'm just going to talk to the camera yeah. and you kind of like rebelled against it. And it's what works for you, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, so I don't think that there's like a right or wrong way. It's finding what excites you what what do you want to do what interests you and getting like hyped up around that and I love that your message is always consistent with that yeah and and don't settle for it being difficult it's actually more difficult in a way to find what is easy for you so don't settle for, for difficult and feel like you deserve to find your easy. You deserve to push through and try a million things and fail and start rebrand to find your easy. And that's what Alex Earl's easy is. It's that's Mm -hmm. what effortless is those get ready with me. So I think we have to stop looking so external and look internal and what is easy for me, what's fun for me. And that's going to be your, that's the key, I think. I love that. So I'd love to take a little shift and talk about the influencer marketing, like from a brand side, okay. because those are the questions that I get all the time. And you see it on TikTok and everyone's trying to sell you their pitch strategy and like yes. outreach to brands. <laughs> and I, mm-hmm. I did that. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I, because while I was getting a lot of inbound messages, there was a part of me that was like, I kind of want to take things into my own hands mm-hmm. and like, not just wait for things to come. But I mean, it never came out to anything really. Like when I right. wish I would make contacts, I'd make relationships. Maybe they would get you on your PR list and stuff like that. But all the time, every time I reached out to someone, it was like, oh, we don't have a campaign going on. We don't have mm-hmm. a campaign going on. And I know that's a big thing is that, mm-hmm. and, and you mentioned that you're like brands have a schedule yes. and they're looking for influencers certain times of years. So my question is, from a content creator, you know, like someone who maybe is just starting out or someone who is maybe at that level where they're getting brand deals, but they're like, how do I land more? Like, what do Mm -hmm. I do? Or how do I get on these brands radars? Like, what are your tips? Like, what do you look for when you're on the brand side? Yeah. So yeah, I think influencer marketing, it's very gatekept as well. I think people just don't like to share like anything. Um, So I love talking about it. Okay. I think it's really interesting. Um, So I think Step one is it's so important to understand how the influencer marketing industry works. And first I want to say is it's not oversaturated. I think people always say that it's not. There's room for everybody. If you look at any data they've done, the influencer marketing industry explodes and explodes over every year. In the US last year is a $16.4 billion industry. It's huge. And so first of all, don't feel like it's oversaturated. Anybody listening? Um, 
And secondly, I think the way brands hire influencers is changing. And I think people have kind of an old school strategy. And not to say that it's any strategy, every strategy is great. It's great to have different strategies. But personally, I think um, influencer marketing, you know, in the like beauty guru days of like 2012, um, brands would use influencers to sell a lot. And so, you know, you'd you'd see a beauty, like a Maybelline ad in a YouTube video and the brand's trying to, that influencer's trying to sell you something. So brands use influencers differently nowadays and creators differently nowadays. So now brands use creators for a lot of awareness, which is like the whitelisting ads and all that, which you can get into. And they use them to build community. So it's very encouraging, especially if you're a micro or a smaller influencer, you don't actually have these like conversion pressures as much as they used to. So your numbers and your followers don't matter as much as you might think because brands are using creators to buy their content, to put on their own TikTok and Instagram account. They're going to boost your content as an ad. Um, they're going to probably use you for maybe some user-generated content to post. So there's so many, m- many more ways now, which is very exciting and encouraging if you are a smaller creator. Um, and and some a lot of data has been done that brands actually prefer smaller creators because you have a closer tight-knit audience, which is really great. So anyways, so because of that, brands, I think, look for different things than we might think. And of course, followers and views and all these things are definitely important, but they're not everything. So what I would personally look for, I worked at a skincare um, and I've worked at other brands, higher influencers too, but say, for example, a skincare brand, you have to think of the ROI of that or the 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 key KPI of that campaign. So what are you trying to achieve from this campaign? So maybe if the brand is looking to get some um, TikTok content, if I'm looking to get TikTok content for my beauty brand account, I'm going to look for creators that have really, really high quality, gorgeous aesthetic content. So that's what I'm going to look for. Or if I'm trying to build community, I'm going to look for other creators that have really tight, like a podcast, probably a podcaster, someone who has a really tight knit community, who when I see their videos, they're like, hey, this account is for the girlies who get it. Like they clearly have a tight knit community. Um, so that's something else to look for, consider quality and community. And also brands also look for, do you have an influence? There's such a difference between an influence and a following. And so mm-hmm. influence is do you does your audience listen to you do they watch your content do they comment on your content some people think of it as engagement rate same thing so those are kind of the three things i think people look for it's um quality community and um influence i love that what are your thoughts on niching and having a, <laughs> like being yeah. in a niche what are your thoughts on that i think people should do whatever they want with their business. There's no rules. It's your TikTok, Instagram business brand. So whatever you want to do, do that because people, you, you will go crazy trying to follow one person's advice online. (laughs) So, um, I think niching down is really beneficial if you have a specific goal. So if you're a fitness coach and you, your goal, your vision for a career is to be a fitness coach, I think talking about fitness only makes a lot of sense. That being said, I do think creators or, or uh, viewers connect with creators before they connect with content. So if they don't connect with you as a creator, they probably won't be as engaged in your content unless they're like, oh, that's Tori. I know her. I love her. I'm going to follow her. So Mm -hmm. that's something to keep in mind and how you create that connection is through other types of videos, like getting to know you and more like vlogs, get ready with me, personal stuff. So I think niching down can be good if it's cushioned with some personal content. That being said, I feel like niching down can kill happiness. (laughs) Make people hate their life. (laughs) Right? Because we're so much more than just a niche. Like yeah, you're a multifaceted, yeah. creative human being that has all these interests and passions, yes. you know? And I think that with the whole niching, it was like, it came from this mindset of like, 
okay, you're like for the viewer to like mm-hmm. simplify like who you are and what you offer. But mm-hmm. I think it's so much deeper than that. I think people can connect with your energy and your values and things that you like and you dislike and just like your personality and your vibe. And Mm -hmm. so I think once you let go of like, I need to niche down and just be like, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Like, like, you know, like that it's freeing, you know, and like I said, niching can kill happiness or like you said, like it It does. Yeah. (laughs) Because you feel like you're in a box. And, and yes. we're not, we're, we're so much more than that. So I, I mean, I love that take on that. And I think, like you said, like if you have a very clear goal, yeah. like, you know, and you're like, okay, I want, I want to sell this fitness program or whatever the case may be. Obviously you're going to have to be posting a lot of fitness content, yeah. but I think the way that you stand out, there's a million people posting a gazillion people posting fitness content. The way that yeah. you stand out is you and your own yes. personality. Yes. It's your, cause your brand isn't what you talk about. It's how you talk about what you talk about. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah, it's like, it's your energy, your perspective, your sense of humor, your aesthetic, your, how people feel like all of that is what sets you apart. I think too, the whole niching, it, it makes sense if you're marketing. Like when I worked in tech, like when you work with a brand, it's obviously you're going to have tech, you have the three content pillars that are all basically the same. And, um, but applying that same principle to creators it's like a creator is a person so it's a very interesting mindset to take somebody and then make three topics about them and that's all you can talk about so i think mm-hmm. i think too try to reframe your goals like is your goal to just get a bunch of followers because if it is then why don't you just go buy a bunch of followers it's probably because you don't actually want the followers you want the community and the way it's gonna mm-hmm. make you feel and the income and all of that so i think let yourself be a human being and market yourself like a human being and we change all the time we're constantly different eras and have different obsessions and different things so let that brand change or let your content change with you and your brand will always be consistent over top from the brand's perspective is niching important for influencers like let's say you're like a makeup or a beauty brand like is that important to be discovered by you and you want to work with makeup and beauty brands but like that's not all of your content like how is that a really important value to from the branding side when they're working with influencers i think it can be it's one of those things it's a case by case i think the best type of influencer that brands like is a lifestyle influencer because they have so many different um ways that you can work with a brand it's not like just a tutorial um so i I know the brands love lifestyle girlies if anyone's listening i would if you really really want to get more brand deals try to throw in some lifestyle content that feels really authentic and easy like vlogs and things um but yeah i don't think again you don't want to get trapped in this mindset of trying to create content for brand deals and for the algorithm so i think yeah maybe it might it's going to be easier for a brand to find you and then seo and all of that but is that really just your end goal is to work with brands because if it is then that's not the only path to do that i love that i absolutely love that and it, <laughs> it's super important and, and it's kind of just like breaking free from those chains yes. because i remember when i was working um with my agent and you know he was like setting me up with brands and stuff and he was trying to put me kind of like in these boxes yeah <laughs> totally like Uh, I don't want to be in these boxes. And I was like super resistant against it. And he was like, well, when we're like pitching you to brands, it's just like, it's very easy for them to identify like who you are and the type of content. But I'm like, "Mm." like, I was like so (laughs) resistant to it. Because I was like, I want to talk about like mindset and wellness and dance and fitness and lifestyle and travel and my dog. And like, you know, and like, and I didn't want to be put in a box. And I think the more that I've opened up and I said, I'm not putting myself in the box, 
more opportunities have come my way. Yeah, totally, totally. And you and know, in his like, it does work. I guess like niching down only <laughs> yeah. it does work. It's not like a. I get it why people do it. It does. Mm-hmm. You do grow faster. There's other the ways time. though. There's other ways. There's other ways. There's other yeah. ways, and I think, <laughs> and I think that that is super freeing. Is that mm-hmm. there's like you know, if you want to be a super high quality and high production type of creator and make cinematic videos, that works. And if you want to just like get your iPhone out and just like talk to the camera, that works too. Yes, it does. You know, and so I think it's one of those things where anything can work, especially in today. It's not like the old Instagram where like you had to have like the pictures on yeah, the beach yeah. in your bikini showing your totally. booty. Like, you know, like anything <laughs> yeah. can work now. And I really think that a lot of that has to do with TikTok. Mm-hmm. And like just putting out real and raw content, which I love. Yeah, um, I'm a hu- I'm a huge TikTok fan. Me when too. The, Me too. <laughs> when, yeah, like, it's just like a different, it's a it's different fun. vibe, and I love it because I feel like oh, I can just get on my iPhone and film something, and it doesn't have to be there. Doesn't have to be so much pressure around it. Totally. Yeah. You know. Um. So now I want to kind of shift gears from the influencer marketing space into your own entrepreneurship sure. journey. Yes. And really talk about the ups and downs of entrepreneurship because I think it has like this, like, it sounds really sexy and it sounds fun, (laughs) but I I think, you know, behind the scenes, like sometimes it can be super stressful and crazy and you feel like the sky is falling sometimes, you know? Yes. And there, and there's so many things, but you're, like you said, like when you're showing up, you're trying to keep yourself together and -hmm. you're trying to show up and be like that CEO. And it's just a lot of different pressure from different angles. Mm -hmm. So I want to hear what have been some of your biggest challenges mm. as an entrepreneur and the lessons that you've learned? So I don't know if you have any specific stories or anything like that, but let's just, let's go there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I think, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. I think entrepreneurship and being your own boss and content creators are entrepreneurs. I really, it's the content creation industry is you run a business. So same goes for both, but being an entrepreneur is so emotional. Like, I think that's something people don't talk about. And I honestly don't talk about it that often. And I, I want to start talking about it more. Um, but I haven't really, because it is so difficult. It's, it's hard to get hindsight on these situations, I think, especially when you're in the building phase. So I've always been kind of waiting to get a lot of hindsight on, on all these emotions. <laughs> so I have some for, for now productive stuff and I feel like I'm really getting there. Um, yeah, I think it's really a, interesting in this world of hustle culture and the way we define success. Because again, when you think of a successful person, they're usually lack of emotion. They're somebody who's really solid and, you know, maybe always in a good mood or just very like no negative emotion, um, not stressed, very like calm, cool, collected, working all the time. And I think it makes you feel like if that's not you, you're failing and you're doing a bad job and you can't handle it and you're doing something wrong. And I think something I've learned is like, being a human being is we're not a robot. Like we're not these content CEO corporate robots. You are a human being with emotion and you can be everything at once. Like you can be successful. You can be anxious. You can be depressed. You can be killing it all at the same time. And so that's okay. And just accepting that it's okay. And you don't every day have to get up and jump out of bed and go work 20 hours and you know it's it's okay so i think that's something i really learned is just accepting the emotion and being okay with it and actually using it to guide you because if every single time you get to record a podcast or film a youtube video or do something you're always feeling a little bit of resistance like use your emotion as a skill i would say too i love that i absolutely love that do you ever have days where you're just like 
I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Like, yes. like imposter syndrome <laughs> and yes. like major imposter syndrome where you're like, <laughs> I'm waking up and I'm, I'm doing this thing, but like, I'm still figuring it out as I go. I want to talk about that because I, sure. I mean, to this day, like people think that I have it all figured out and I'm like, I'm figuring yes. it out day by day. Like yes. I still don't, every day I'm learning lessons. I'm failing. I'm trying new things. And I'm just, I, I can look back and like, look at the lessons, but there's always new shit coming. There's yes. always new things coming. So, and I know that you're talking about, um, you know, like having those emotions and like mm -hmm. it being like a little bit of like a roller coaster and stuff yes. like that. And I recently listened to one of your podcast episodes where you were saying you kind of had like a health scare from stress. <laughs> totally. Can yes. we, uh, okay, can yeah, we yeah. talk about oh that? I'll talk about anything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Can we, because, uh, and, and I think a lot of it was like, you were just like holding it in and just powering through, Yes, but your totally. body's like, girl, like Stop. we need, we need, <laughs> yeah. So like, can we, can we talk about that kind of just like taking care of your own mental health and emotional health? Like, are there specific things that you do to yes. try and recenter yourself? Obviously nothing's perfect, but like, are there specific practices or things that you do to try to take care of your mental and emotional health? Oh, totally. Yes. There's so many tools in my toolkit that I've had to <laughs> learn and reuse over and over and over again. I think, yeah. So recently I, I was in a coaching call. I had a really busy month. Um, in April, I had 120 calls, uh, coaching clients in one month. It was just really, Ooh. really, it was amazing. It was like the best <laughs> month ever, a lot of fun, but, um, <laughs> yeah, so it was my last call actually, um, of that month. And I was going to take a break after that, a week off. And um, anyways, I was in the call and we we're talking about the cut, her content strategy and it was really fun. And then um, the left side of my body went numb and it was just tingly. And I, it was kind of, I'm such a hypochondriac as well. So I always am like, <laughs> I'm going to get on Google and <laughs> TTYN, this is it apparently. Like I am just, yeah. So anyway, um, that happened and I went to the doctor and it turns out actually, I haven't even, yeah, it, it turns out it's just really intense TMJ. So I, um, my jaw is so clenched and so tight from, I guess, just a year, a very busy year, um, <laughs> that it's kind of gone down into my nerves. And so anyways, it's a sign that your body, even though you're mentally, you're like, think that you're, you know, thriving all these things, like physically you can have that detachment. Um, and yeah, it was a good reminder for me of like, wow, okay. Like I clearly am in survival mode right now. I'm just repeating habit over habit. So it's a good reminder. Um, but I think there's such a balance with mental health as an entrepreneur and this advice might not be for everybody, <laughs> but this has really helped me. This is more of a tough love thing. I've had to re very recently, um, get to this realization of, um, I, I think sometimes as entrepreneurs and content creators, it's easy to become a victim of your business and of your content platforms and of your reality that you've built. And you work and grind and hustle so hard to like be your own boss and do all these things. And then you become that. And then all of a sudden you stop running the business and the business starts running you and you lose this mm -hmm. control of your schedule and you feel like the stress and I struggle with anxiety and these low moments and you succumb to all of this. You become this in this victim mentality around this something that you've always wanted and created. And so getting in the mindset, sometimes you just have to have those weeks where you're super stressed and anxious and down and like just let yourself feel. But sometimes you have to actually pull yourself out of it and say, you are not the victim of the situation. You created it. You can change it. 
you have to get mm. back in the driver's seat of your career back in the driver's seat of this business drop something change something hire somebody delegate like taking breaks is so great and so important but breaks treat the symptom of stress and burnout not the cause and oftentimes the cause is our mindset that we have around what it looks like to be successful and that we believe we have to hustle. We believe that we don't have control, but you do. So that's something that's really helped me. And again, it can be a little bit tough lovey, but it, it really, really has helped. It's so true. And I mean, we're, I don't, can you hear that horn honk? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there. Oh, oh my God. Okay. We'll just wait for this to die down because I think it's going <laughs> to, okay, come on. Come on, people. I think it just stopped. <laughs> okay, it just oh, stopped. Yeah. It just stopped. It just stopped. Uh, okay. Um, but I love what you're – it's mindset. It is. Yes. And the end of the day, it's your business. Yeah. Like, you set the rules. You created the schedule. But for some reason, I think we just tend to put so much pressure on ourselves. And I don't know. It comes from that hustle culture, it success does. mindset. Because I still struggle with it to this day. Me like, too. I, that, that was my mindset. And so – I need to also like just take that own advice and be like, I can reschedule this and make it work for me. And whether yes. that means like outsourcing, finding a new system, changing the way that you do things. I think a lot of the time when we see when we're going through those stressful situations or we have a lot of pain, looking at that as the opportunity to shift mm -hmm. and pivot and as a solution. If there's a problem, mm -hmm. there's a solution. Yes. You know, and yes. so I think it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, this is my life and I'm going to have to live like this stressed out forever. Yeah. It's like, no, like, what do I want to change about this situation exactly. and how can I do it and being productive about it? Yes. And I think too, I, I think as entrepreneurs and creators, we always feel like we have, I have these moments all the time. If I don't know what I'm doing, it's just so much and so stressful, but just taking a beat. And I, I recently was talking about this on TikTok, like enter your villain era and just having this mindset of, you know what you're doing. You do know, like you are smart and you've created this business. You know what you're doing and stop, you know, looking around everywhere and just fo focus in like, you got this, you know what you're doing. You're smart. You're doing your best. You're doing amazing. And just pulling yourself out of this mindset and this spiral and just backing yourself all the time. It's, it's a resilience is a muscle you have to strengthen. It takes forever. And I'm still always, you know, up and down with it, but it's so important to back yourself and know I got this. I know I'm doing. I love that. <laughs> I, I do that. Like, I think there's a lot of things that transfer from like fitness and like fitness world, mm, interesting. Into, you, you know, into just regular life. And like, yes. one of the things, like when I'm like lifting like really heavy weights and I'm like scared to do it. Cause I'm like, I'll, I don't know if I can do that. If I, tell myself, I don't think I can do that. I'm not going to be able to do it. Exactly. You know? And so before I like do something that's scary or totally out of my comfort zone, I always say like, I got this. I can got fucking this. do this. I'm yes. strong. Like I got this. I got this. I got this. I can do this. Yes. And translating that into the real world, like when you're faced with an obstacle or you're faced with something that's really scary, or you feel like you have all these things flying at you, taking a beat, like you said, and saying, I got this, mm -hmm. I can do this, you know, like mm -hmm. one step at a time. I got this. I got this. I got this. Like, mm -hmm. and it's not just like toxic positivity, like how you talk to yourself yeah. truly matters. And yeah. being able to pump yourself up and be that person in your corner and being like, you freaking got this. You've come mm -hmm. this far. You're going to figure it out. You've fallen down a thousand times and you've gotten back up. You got this. Totally. So, I love that. And I that's something that I constantly remind myself because there's there's so many opportunities to tell yourself that you don't got it. Yes. <laughs> there are. Like, there's so many opportunities where you're gonna be like, I definitely don't got this. I know. You know? But it's just really that mindset and shifting into a resilient mindset. 
Mm-hmm. So I absolutely love that. I can't believe our, it's 1040. I can't believe time I know, is seriously flowing. <laughs> like time is seriously flown. And I've absolutely loved talking with you. Before we wrap this up, I would love to hear just any like your top three tips for let's let's do a tip for each person. Okay. So a tip Ooh. for the corporate girlies. Like your number one tip for like a girl that's just in the corporate career and she's grinding and she's hustling, a tip for an entrepreneur, maybe side hustling, starting their business. And then for the aspiring, you know, content creator, there's someone that's in that creator zone. Okay. Um, Okay. Corporate girlies. We'll start there. I think the best leadership skill is kindness, but don't be... But be alert. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Don't be saying. like a pushover. Like... Be ki- like kindness is so underrated. It's like your favorite bosses are probably the kindest people, most empathetic. So don't feel like you have to emulate a lot of masculine qualities and push down your emotion in the corporate world to be successful. You don't. So be kind. And when people go low, go high. But be alert. That's what I have to say. Be strategic. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sell certain things. But be nice. Yeah. Um, that's one. For entrepreneurs, I think – don't ask people for opinions if they're not your target audience or they haven't done it before. I think that's a big mistake I made when I first started. I would ask like my dad what he would think about like the website and it just makes your brain go. So I think be very strategic of who you ask opinions for and who you share your ideas, your energy with. Um, be very, you know, conscious of your time and energy and who that's going towards. Um, for content creators, I think um, – just don't listen to anybody. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> don't listen to me. <laughs> I think just you again, like you know what you're doing um, as a content creator, and just do what you want to do and what feels easy. If something doesn't feel easy, just don't do it. Like just don't post the video just because you think it might go viral. Post the video that you're excited to to create. So yeah, that's what I was saying. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah, just if you're a creator, just ignore this whole conversation. No, I'm just, yeah. just unfollow blogs. <laughs> no, but it's super empowering. Mm-hmm. It really is because the answers are inside of you. And yes. I think that really goes for everything. And I love what you said about kindness. And mm-hmm. it's true. Like when I look at my past bosses or leaders that I look up to, they were all very kind and empathetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They weren't the assholes that just like no. felt like they were above everyone. Like they were the yeah. people that you felt like you could talk to. And I think it's just like shifting that narrative of like what it means to be a leader or someone of influence and power. So mm-hmm. I love totally. all of your tips. Oh, where you. can people find you? <laughs> all of the things, where, where can people find you on the internet? What offerings do you have? And I will link everything below as well. Oh, great. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. This of is so course. fun. Um, yeah. Well, if you could follow me personally on TikTok and Instagram, it's just Tess Barkley on TikTok and Instagram. And then my business, Busy Blooming, come hang out and join us. Um, you can get two months free of a membership with code podcast if you're listening. So use our code <laughs> um, and check it out for two months free. Um, you can also take my self-led session, Content Creator Starter Pack. Um, you can meet with me if you want. It's all linked on Busy Blooming, everything like that. Um, but yeah, we have a podcast as well every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on Busy Blooming. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a lot it. of podcasts that are coming out. <laughs> We're starting Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Monday, actually. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Tess. And I am so honored that you took the time out of your day to come on to this podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the High Vibe community. If you loved this episode, I would be so grateful if you could leave a review 
or take a screenshot and share it with a friend so more women can find this podcast. For more on me, visit torinishino.com or find me on social media just by searching my name. Until next time, friends, live your high vibe life.